Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, friends. I can't believe it's already another week. I've started to think of my life in weeks post-op, which is something that I've never done before. (laughs) So we are three weeks post-op and like three days. Ayo. But um, I have gotten a ton of questions about how I am staying positive or if I'm actually doing all right post-injury. So I wanted to do a podcast on some of the things that have helped keep me sane and also some of the things I think about and how I have kind of changed my perspective on being injured and missing time from skiing because, yeah, I'm not going to lie, it sucks. But I have some ways of that have helped me deal with it. One of the number one things, which may not apply to everyone, is that like it's ski season, it's winter, <laughs> duh. Um, so there's races on all the time. And it's been really fun for me to get to watch the races. It not only kills like five hours of my day getting to watch them, but I get to see my friends ski. I get to kind of envision myself doing it again. I get to feel like I'm still part of the ski community. And that's something that I've noticed. I have felt closer to the ski community since my injury, which sounds bizarre because I'm like totally removed from it now, but I'm like more engaged with the other athletes on social media and I reach out to more athletes and I'm like really following their lives because I'm so invested and it helps kind of keep my mind off of what I'm going through. So it's really interesting because I think when you're like in the heat of it and you're competing and you're like friends with everyone or whatever you enjoy your time there but you don't necessarily have the same perspective and like time to dedicate to other athletes and like invest in their seasons and their careers and now that I'm removed I have all my time in the world to invest into my friends careers and um so it's been really fun getting to have this kind of different relationship with all the athletes and like my friends and I feel like I have changed the way I think about my competitors and yeah, the athletes that are competing because I, from this side of the camera, it looks really scary. Honestly, I understand why moms and dads have a hard time watching their kids race because it is honestly so terrifying to watch. And this week was Zakenze and Vengen and it was just like so nerve wracking. So Anyways, mad respect for the parents who watch, but also that's been something kind of positive that's come out of me not being able to race is the fact that I have gotten to feel like I'm closer to a wider variety of people than I would have otherwise. Okay, getting into some of the ways that I stay positive, um, I think it's important that I like address my injury a little bit because it's been vague and I think it'll help maybe better understand like why I am thinking the way I am because first of all um so the injury I had was a like my tibia plateau had basically snapped off my tib tibia bone um and it also shattered and was compressed so there's two really big fractures on the outsides of my tibia plateau which broke off and then the middle of my tibia plateau got crushed And the whole thing was broken from the actual tibia bone. (laughs) And then with that, um, I, they're pretty 
sure I tore my ACL. I mean, because where the ACL would be attached was crushed. So they're pretty confident it's not there anymore. But they are quite confident that everything else is still there. And yeah, anyways, I think it's important to share that because initially when I first got admitted to the hospital, I was on like a million drugs and had no idea what was going on. But my one of the fractures in my leg was pressing on the artery in the back of my leg and right that was really scary we there was obviously if that gets cut there's a chance you lose your leg and I'm only I only found out about that later but when they first before they took me into the like final surgery to put all my bones back together it was quite intense like the surgeons were quite serious everyone was very like wanted me to understand the severity of the break and meanwhile I'm on morphine so I'm like whatever just put it back together like <laughs> I'm over this so um when they put all the bones back together they told me okay now that everything's back together we have to wait to do an MRI because we don't know what of your ligaments are still there like everything could be gone or everything could be okay so there's kind of this gray area where I was also in intensive care, so I didn't really care what was going on. But basically, once they got the MRI, they were able to see that my PCL, which is in the back of your knee, was intact still. And my MCL and LCL, which are like the lateral ligaments in your knee, were still attached because the fractures in the tibia plateau were so big. They had actually kept the ligament uh, insertions intact so when they put the tibia plateau back together everything theoretically was put back together and then they were able to fix my meniscus during that surgery and so they were very hopeful that the only ligament that they still needed to fix was my ACL which is still another long process because now I have to wait and see will my tibia plateau heal on its own will all the fractures heal will the part that was crushed and kind of like a defect fill in itself or will I need a bone transplant or something to fill it um anyway so it's very complicated and it's still like I am trying not to think about it too much because what's the point but the moral of all this is that the surgeons like while they're very positive with me and they got to know me over the three weeks I was at the hospital and they made sure that when they talked to me it was very positive and they like were optimistic and made sure that I knew that they were like rooting for the optimistic end of things they also made sure to tell me that like you should be on the other end of the spectrum there is a chance like you don't go back to racing there is a chance you need multiple more surgeries there's a chance when you're older you're going to need a knee replacement and um, I think that's an important part to include in all this because hearing that from a surgeon who basically just rebuilt your leg can be really terrifying and I did have one night where I was learning all the ligament info and like getting the timelines and hearing that the earliest I could potentially get a new ACL is in March and I was sitting there like well that then I have nine months after that and holy shit oh I swoops. <laughs> um, like, what am I going to do? Um, but then I also was like, okay, well, when I came in here, they were not even confident they could make my leg the right size and close it and fix it properly. And that went all well. And 
they thought I was going to get an infection because my leg had been open for five days, but that went well. And things so far have been going well. So I thought to myself, you know what? Don't think about the negative or like the what could go wrong, but really just focus on the positives that have happened and how can we (laughs) keep that positive mojo rolling. So I just wanted to like preface my experience with that because a lot of times like I've never really had surgeons and stuff or doctors because I've never had a big injury like this but um, they will tell you like the more conservative side of things and it's important not to get too attached to the conservative side or too attached to the like optimistic uh, you know positive side of things (laughs) if that makes sense it's important to kind of keep your mind in the middle and you know understand that there's different perspectives on things and it's your body you have to feel things but you know take everyone's perspective into account and maybe find a middle ground (laughs) okay now to the important part one of the biggest things that has helped me stay positive through this whole thing is getting to know the people I'm working with so when I was at the hospital it was like really getting to know my nurses getting into routine um you know, trying to treat each other like friends and family because when you're with those people all the time, it's easy to make it a miserable experience, but it's also really easy to make it a positive experience and you're spending all your time with them, so it may as well be positive. But I got way more connected, like I was really connected with the surgeons and the physios and the nurses and I could tell the more they got to know me and got to know like how I worked and how um you know engaged with my recovery I was they were more positive and excited about my you know rehab and my coming back to skiing and trying to help me get there and I'm not saying if you don't <laughs> become friends with your nurses and stuff that they're not going to do the absolute best care they can for you. That's not what I'm saying. But I do think that once you get to know someone and get invested in them and like their personality, it is easier to really buy in and really like work extra hard to get that um, positive outcome. So that was one thing that really helped me and has still helped me. Like I've continue to try to engage with my physios and people at the rehab clinic because number one I'm going to be working with them all the time and I want it to be fun for me and for them but also I want them to understand how I work so that they can better help me something that I think can be really hard when you're injured is social media and like FOMO because it is super easy to see the highlight reel on social media and think about how much you're missing. And I won't lie, there's definitely posts and times where I'm on social media and I get bummed or I feel like I wish I was there. But at the same time, I have changed my approach to social media where it's less about... Um, it's less about like thinking or imagining myself in those scenarios or back racing or imagining myself with my friends again but and turns into more of like a engaging with the content and I I'm trying to explain it adequately and it's really not working but for me 
I'm trying to like invest a little bit into the posts people are putting out and when people are excited about their results or they go somewhere cool I instead of thinking like oh I wish I was doing that I think about wow though that's so cool and they're so lucky and you know one day I'll get back to that but I think that it's really hard to manage FOMO and I am lucky I would say I am like very quite resistant to FOMO and one of the only areas I get it in is skiing, oddly enough. Well, not oddly enough. That's literally my life. But now um, now that I'm like, there's a reason I can't be skiing and there's a reason why I can't be involved in that lifestyle, I am much more okay with just seeing the posts and, you know, being excited for the people. And I don't really know how you get there other than just embracing that like you are where you are and you can't change that so may as well be happy for the people who are getting to do what you wish you were doing and just use it as another motivator to keep working hard to get back to where you want to be something else that's really helped me is just taking it day by day and not thinking too much about a future plan because for me, it would be really easy for me to think about, okay, best case scenario, it's January, I get my ACL done in March, nine months after that, I'm skiing, and then I'm back racing in a year, or whatever, I'm, <laughs> that didn't make sense, um, but I'll, yeah, so it, it's easy to think about those types of plans, but it's really also important for you or for me to take each day as it is and like plan each day don't think more than a couple days in advance and for me obviously I have a physio schedule now which is lined up for the week but it changes day by day depending on what I don't need or do need so it's more about for me like okay how can I plan each day to help me you know get better and I think once you look at it as a short-term plan rather than a long-term plan, it's easier to accept and not get too overwhelmed if you are ahead of progress or, uh, or ahead of schedule or behind schedule or whatever. Your progress is where you want it to be or it's not. So for me, just being able to take it day by day, and that doesn't mean I don't like daydream about the perfect plan and how I wish everything was um, because I do. I mean, I'm human. I am thinking a lot about where I really want to be and what the timeline of that is, but I'm not letting myself get too attached to it. So the day by day thing is really good or week by week, whatever you want to look at it as. As I said early in the show, I now count my time in weeks post-op. So <laughs> for me, maybe it's more week by week, but that's something that I think can really help with lowering stress and um, your body is going to take the time it needs to heal and like trying to keep yourself on a strict schedule that maybe the doctors say is what's going to happen or whatever like that's the timeline quote-unquote timeline um, it's can be negative for your head and it's not like it's not the exact same for everyone so there's no real point getting that strict timeline in your head when, you know, your body's just going to do what it's going to do and 
each day is going to come and eventually it'll start flowing all together. Like right now, I every day just kind of blends together, which can be confusing. But um, yeah, no more comments on that. <laughs> Along those same lines, though, is like not comparing yourself to others because what's the point? We all have different bodies. We all have different recovery systems. We all have different surgeons and injuries and severities. So comparing yourself to others in their timeline or um, their progress is not beneficial because you're not them and they're not you. (laughs) So just keeping it very self-centered I guess is kind of the way to keep it and it's not a negative thing I still want all my friends and the people around me to have the best recovery they can have and make the best progress they can have but I also am like fully focused on my own body and my own progress as it comes and I don't know I guess trying not to get wrapped up in like comparing yourself to others is really important because what's the point (laughs) your body doesn't care how someone else heals it only cares how it heals itself so there's no point in adding more stress and you know unnecessary things to your brain the final thing I'll say okay I guess it's not the final because there's other things like having friends around and having a good like trying to communicate with other people and keep your social world still running and try to stay invested in like the world that you were a part of and for me that was skiing but for others it's other things but the big another big one for me is trying to like romanticize my life (laughs) which sounds so silly but for me like a big part of recovery is making sure you're getting the right nutrition and the right supplements and vitamins and everything and I'm someone who hates taking those things but I know that it's going to help me and I know that it's good for my body so I make sure to do it and I (laughs) try to like romanticize it I don't know how else to say it other than like pretend you're in like a movie or pretend (laughs) that a million I don't know I, I it's really hard to describe but romanticize it romanticize getting your crutches and having to stumble around to get dressed or taking the wheelchair out or just all the little things that could drive you so insane if you just think about it as this like exciting different way of doing things it can really change your experience and for me I do try to do that a lot (laughs) because (laughs) there are so many things that could drive me absolutely bananas like just being so close to being able to kind of walk but then not being able to is really frustrating and also like the supplements thing oh my god and the nutrition trying to stay on top of my nutrition trying to remember everything but yeah I try to just pretend I'm in a movie and all those things are yeah some magical experience that I get to go through okay it sounds really dumb when I say it out loud but if you're someone going through a long injury or a frustrating one and there's things you don't want to do I recommend romanticizing it um anyways I've absolutely lost it now (laughs) 
I am going to end this podcast because I think I'm starting to say some crazy things. But thank you so much for listening and for supporting me. And I'll see you next week. Okay, bye, friends. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.